it's really easy to want to look at your sales team and say, my sales team's failing because they're not doing their job. But what if it's not the sales team? What if it's the office? What if it's management? How in the world do you deal with that? And what do you need to know? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today is not just a fantastic day. It's an amazing day. It's a stupendous day. I am coming live from Holly Eva Ali'i Beach Park. And uh, wow, it's a nice day. A couple of clouds in the sky, but there is big wave surfing right now. I'm looking at the point over towards uh, where all the surfing is. And there's a bunch of dudes, maybe some chicks in the lineup. And waves are huge. They're monsters today. But <laughs> I got to digress. I got to get back to the podcast. Uh, so that's my way of saying you may hear some ocean in the background. You may hear some birds chirping, possibly some people walking by. I do pause when the helicopters fly over. Uh, yesterday, the helicopter was all over the place. Dude, there is some amazing writing going on. Anyway, we're on episode number 205, Why Your Sales Team is Failing, part two. Part two. And... You know, part one was like, hey, this is why salespeople fail, and this is the struggle that they have, and this is the problem that salespeople face. But part two, let's talk about companies. And, 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 this is one of those asbestos underwear conversations. This is one of those conversations where I got to say, hey, I'm going to say what needs to be said. And you're going to get to hear some content from me, some strategies from me, some information from me from not just being on the inside of a company as an employee, but also on the outside as a consultant. And let's start with this. It's not, it's not always your team's sales team's problem. And so for this, for this episode, we're just going to, we're going to push the sales team aside. We're going to say this, this conversation is going to include everything but the sales team. So, so just for a minute, just for the sake of this episode, pretend Pretend that the the sales team is doing everything that they're supposed to do, okay? So we're going to exclude them only for this episode. I know, like, you're like, no, but Scott, let's talk about salespeople. No, like, for this episode, we got to pull them out. And let's let's go by department. Let's take a look at the, the rest of the organization, the rest of the company. And at the end of the day, you could absolutely 100% have the right team in the sales department. You've got a great manager. You've got in great employees. You know, salespeople could be struggling. But at the end of the day, the reason that your company isn't doing what you expect it to do is for a lot of other reasons. You could have the wrong culture on the inside of the company. And this this could actually kill deals. This could actually kill business. And I'm going to detail out further on in the podcast. And Part of this comes down to no common goal to take care of the client. You're like, what? No common goal to take care of the client? Yep. Uh, I've seen the inside of companies. I've been on the inside of companies where the people in the office, they have this feeling of, I just want to get the job done. And the client is going to have to work around me. 
It's my life first, their life second. And I understand to an extent there's things in an office that need to get done. But I'm talking about when people make it difficult for someone to do business with them. So I'm going to give you some ideas of how the office makes things difficult for buyers. Because this does happen. It could be that they reschedule. They're like, eh, it's just not convenient for me. It's not convenient for the timetable, for the parameters, for the things that I'm working in. They don't call people back. They don't They don't email. They don't take care of problems. Right? I, I, I understand. Every job has a certain amount of fires that you have to put out and a certain amount of problems that you have to deal with. But I'm talking about like, yeah, I'm just going to put it off. I don't really care. They don't care about the outcome of the client. They don't want to make sure that the, the client's outcome is what they expected. So, you know, as a salesperson, you make some promises based upon what the company says that they are or are not going to do. And, you know, when the outcome isn't there, it becomes an issue. <laughs> this is my favorite. When the process in the office is more important than anything else, you know, there's a problem with a buyer, someone, there's a fire that needs to be put out. And instead of saying, hey, let's get taken, let's get this client taken care of. The answer is, well, you know, this process wasn't followed. This paperwork wasn't taken care of. You're not doing it right. And like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to take care of a client who pays for everything, but you're more worried about a process. Um, sometimes the, the office staff talks trash on salespeople. They can say persnickety things. I like that word today, persnickety. They say persnickety things to the salespeople. And I got to tell you, this is a tough, tough, tough feeling for salespeople. Because it's like, dude, chick, bro, babe, you want me to close the deal? I can do that. You want me to get gross profit? I can do that. You want me to keep clients happy? You want me to do a ton of things. Uh, but in the back of my mind, now I'm worried. Now, like, I'm like, hmm, what's going to happen when there is an issue? Now I'm like, I'm not, I'm not focused on the deal. I'm focused on what are all the things that are going to freaking go wrong here? What's the problem that I'm going to face? Like, I'm going to sell this product, this service, this job, this, this thing. And next thing I know is all I'm going to get is complaints. Why did you do it this way? How come it wasn't like there's people for real that look for perfection. Um, and, and they just, they can't, okay. I got to have to go down a path. They look for perfection in the sales process that they can't deliver themselves. That they can't, in no way could they ever do what they're demanding from the people to do. So, like, um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Let's say that you have a, a salesperson that uh, went out into the field and they weren't able to perfect their craft. They weren't able to close deals the way that they wanted to. So, you know, in their mind when they left that role as a salesperson, what they decided to do was to say, hey, look, I'm going to I'm gonna show these salespeople, like, this is the way that it should be done. But they couldn't freaking perform it. They couldn't perform it, all right? So, you know, there's, there's times where people in the office look for perfection that they can't deliver because it's a way of control, <laughs> right? So I warned you. I warned you in the beginning this was going to be an asbestos underwear conversation. That, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, people in the office are paid by the hour. They're paid by salary. They don't have to worry about the deal that's being closed. In their mind, there's like there's an instant, constant stream of money that's always going to be there, that they're always going to have access to, that they're always going to be able to contact. And they're, for a salesperson, salesperson's paid on commission. They're like, the only thing, the only way that I get paid is if I close a deal. I, I, I eat what I kill kind of a, of a mentality. And so you're like, hey, Scott, I get that. Where 
in the world does this come from? All right, well, let me help you out. I'm gonna, I've lined out, I think, about nine different things that this comes from, nine different problems this is created from. And so we're gonna start at the top of the org chart and we're gonna work our way down. <laughs> so uh, hold on, ownership and upper management don't see the problem, they don't know what's happening. They just don't know. They're, they're expecting people to give them some insights, expecting people to say, but like there's conditioning that people have over time. So, you know, when a car's tires get out of alignment, there's conditioning to that. You're used to the way that the power, the, the, the steering wheel gets pulled to one side, to the right or to the left. And when somebody comes and says, hey, we need to give you an alignment. And then they align the wheel. They're like, whoa, you were way off. You were like 15 to 20 degrees off, which is a lot, a lot. And so, you know, company owners, sometimes when it comes down to it, they're looking at profit and loss and they're like, profit and loss is good. What else do I need to worry about? Profit and loss is fine. Yeah. Seems like everything's going good inside of the organization on the team. And if I don't ask, nobody's going to tell me. If I don't ask, there's no way for me to find these things out. And if I don't ask, everything's going to be okay. Okay. So sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Two, ownership and management doesn't care. They don't care. But this happens. Like, you know, things are good the way they are. You know what? We're making profit. Deal with it. It's life. It's business. These are all things that you got to deal with. Put on your big boy pants, put on your big girl pants, and you deal with it. I didn't sign up for this. I, I signed up to run the company. If you don't like it, psh, psh, peace out, Girl Scout. You got to leave. Okay? Could be that people have never seen the other side of the rainbow. There's there's people who just don't have an outside perspective. They they haven't been there before. They don't understand. They haven't seen it. They, they haven't been shown the light. It could be a case of legacy management. You know... I want to keep things the way that they've always been. I don't want to grow the organization because if I grow the organization, it's going to mean that I have new roles, new tasks, new things to, to, to deal with. And gosh dang it, I'm going to be out of control. There's just, there's like one more thing that you're adding to my list of things that I've got to do. And if you add one more thing, I'm not going to be able to control the things the way that they were. There are people who do this. And, and sometimes in, in organizations, especially where they've had management for a long term, People get in a groove and they want to do things the way that they've been done and the way they're going to do them and they're not going to change. And then and then they fight against people who come in and point out with a flashlight or with a flood lamp where a floodlight hears all the problems and they chase them away. Think about that for a second. If you own a business and you're listening to this episode, you may have a management issue where your legacy managers are actually chasing people away and stopping your growth. You want to know why? Because they want to keep control. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, they want to do things the way that they've always done them and they don't want to have to change. They don't want to be uncomfortable. So they make the new employees uncomfortable with what they do, which goes into the next realm, bullies. Bullies. You may have a bullying problem at your office. You may have a bullying problem in a department, in your organization, in your field, in your... I'm thinking of all the different ways to say an office. Division. You can have a bully that is causing these problems for you and you don't even know it. Because they've bullied the employees so much to the point that nobody wants to say anything. And, you know, when it has been broached, people are like, ah, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. Eh, it is that big of a deal. A belief in the office that sells people are evil and overpaid. I'm going to punish them for their past sins of horrible managers who couldn't maintain the sales team. I'm going to punish salespeople because they make more money than me. Right? You want to talk about persnickety, that's persnickety. The lack of saying what needs to be said in company meetings. You know, uh, 
there are managers, there are general managers, there are division managers, there are upper management people that are 100 complete, 100% complete scumbags. That uh, if you don't know this, sometimes your management team has a management meeting before they meet with you as a management team because the evil manager goes through and tells them this is what you're going to say and they orchestrate things behind the scenes. Ask me how I know. I'm not going to name names. Uh, so the lack of saying what needs to be said in company meetings comes out or doesn't come out. Nobody says anything. Nobody, nobody, uh, nobody says what needs to be said because at the end of the day, they're worried about the outcome of the evil manager causing problems. And then last on this list, poor accountability, <laughs> poor accountability over time. It happens. It happens. So how do you hear about this? How is this all uncovered? Well, you know, it could be that you're listening to this episode of the How to Sell Show and you're like, well, I mean, as a business owner, as a general manager, maybe I should look into these things. Maybe I should check this out. It could be a consultant comes in and says, hey, I want to illuminate that you have some problems, you have some issues, you have some struggles going on here. Or you can have a friend or a colleague that owns a business and be like, oh boy, you want to know what I just went through? All right. So let's talk about the things inside of the company. A manager or a sales manager goes to the owner group, the ownership group or the management and says, I've got a problem. I've got a problem. Now, here's the thing. A lot of times in management meetings, these types of conversations get shut down because they're uncomfortable. And a lot of times uh, in management teams, because there is the lack of ability to have an uncomfortable conversation, the things that are boiling underneath the surface and causing problems are never brought to light. That's, that's true. That's a big problem that companies have. It's brought up in a sales meeting. The salespeople are like, what the heck is going on here? Why is my job so hard? Like, you want me to do all of this stuff. You want me to do all of these things. And now you want to throw 18 million things on top of me. You got all these things that you want me to do. Old employees bring it up. Man, I've worked here for a long time and it, things, it seems like things are getting weird and unusual. Because sometimes new employees bring it up. What the heck is going on here? Why is it like this? And the old... Old employee goes like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Let me point some things out to you. Let me explain some, uh, some of life when it comes to business. Why in the world is it done this way? Why, why is it so complicated for a salesperson to close a deal? Like at the end of the day, it shouldn't be this hard, but you're making it so hard on me. People leave. Like in this day and age, it is so, so hard to find good employees. It's so hard to find good salespeople that actually want to switch places, go to work. And so, like, it takes a lot to hire somebody. So you get somebody hired, and next thing you know, they're like, I'm out. And they're like, what happened? You look, and they're like, well, they weren't closing deals. And you're like, you know, that person was a closer. They got skills. They got talents. They got capabilities. And then you start looking around. You're like, okay, at the end of the day, why did this person really leave? What was their main problem? What was the issue that they were really having? How come they really left? I want to know. I'm curious. I want to know. And so, like, the management team dives in, and sure enough, it's the office. It's the office. Don't get me wrong. Salespeople screw up too. It could be, it could be that this is brought to attention by clients complaining, canceling, being upset, being angry, and having problems with delivery of products, install of products, uh, installation of products, downloads, whatever you do for your service. So, here are the real deal repercussions in an office when you're stuck doing things 
one way and not taking a look and saying, hey, is the reason that we're losing deals because of support? Is the reason that we're losing deals because of office staff? So when I say support, I mean the office staff. You can lose deals, hands down. There is nothing more frustrating than losing a deal as a salesperson because the office didn't care, which at the end of the day comes down to lost revenue. You can lose office staff. You can lose office staff or you could lose salespeople because like when you have seen the outside and you have seen the light and you're like, this shouldn't be going down this way. And I've shared this. I've got problems. I've got issues. I've got concerns. There's developments happening. There's things that are happening inside of this organization that shouldn't and nobody is freaking listening to me. If it goes too far, it could be legal issues. Could be. Could be. So here's what you can do to fix it. You're like, Scott, man, I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) If I own a company and organization, gosh, dang it, I don't know what to do here. And if you're a salesperson, you're probably standing on a chair. It's probably standing on a chair, screaming and yelling like, Scott's right. He's seen this before. I'm living through this right now. Or, oh boy, I just left a company because of this. Okay. So here's what you can do to fix it. Really examine what happens inside of an organization. There are managers who like to sweep content, information, struggles, problems, pains under the rug. And like, typically they're pretty charming or they've got an aggressive personality and you're like, I really don't want to deal with this today. Listen to what the team's saying. And sometimes you're going to have to go out and ask. You know, there are going to be people who are like, I just want to do my job and I don't want to get involved. There are people who are going to be like that. They're going to bury their head in the sand and they'll be like, I'm just going to bury my head in the sand. You're not going to get anything from them. You, you may have to go to the person who doesn't want to say and say like, look, I'm really looking to find ways to improve my business. I'm really looking for ways to have growth. I'm really looking for ways to make this a really good place for you to work. You know, because ultimately at the end of the day that you spend more time at work most times than you do at home unless you work from your house. Look for the people who are going to be straight up and brutally honest. Uh, When you look for the people who are straight up and brutally honest, there's a thing to remember. They're like that for a reason because that's who they are. And sometimes that that information that they share gets discounted because they're like, this person's just brutally honest and they complain. Well, what if they're telling you the truth? What if there's a problem? What if there is a freaking issue that really needs to be dealt with that is a problem inside of the organization? Number three on this list, allow for candid feedback. I, (laughs) I worked, I worked with a tyrant. I worked with a tyrant that threatened management threatened people that if they said anything that they were going to come back after them they it's always a they just so you know they they really made a lot of people's life hell and those types of people tend to attract those types of people so when i say they it ended up being a group of people okay so if you're like scott that doesn't happen you're gosh darn right it does (laughs) it does remember I, i like to keep a g rating on my on my podcast so I can syndicate and not have to worry about clicking off things. And so, yeah, I'm using my gosh darn language. Um, you can use, you can use, uh, outside interviews. You can use consultants and you can also get client surveys. You know, it could be on site, It could be face to face, but think, think about this as a business owner. If you're a business owner or you are a high level manager and you're listening to this episode of the how to sell show, you may have problems inside of your organization that nobody wants to talk about. And they're costing you. Like at the end of the at the end of the quarter, at the end of the month, at the end of the quarter, at the end of the semi-annual, and at the end of the year, business owners, managers are always looking like, how can we improve? How can we get more money? How can we get more revenue? What do we got to do to make this company better? And sometimes it's not 
the functions of the team that are causing everything to have problems. It is the management team. It is the way that everything is. It is the way that everything's been, and it causes a lot of problems. What you need to know, though, is most people don't want to have this conversation. They don't. Out of fear of the unknown. What happens if I let that person go? I don't know if I'll ever find that type of talent again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to trust somebody like I trusted that person. But you're losing business. You're losing key employees. You're losing top salespeople over a long-term relationship that's toxic. Toxic. And toxicity inside of a, a, on a sales team, on a management team, inside of a business spreads unless it's dealt with. Because like, you know, there becomes a point where people are just like, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and I don't care anymore. And I'm going to say that that time takes about 90 to 120 days. Once it catches on fire. Once it really catches on fire. It could be 90 to 120 days. And you're like, Scott, on a Wednesday on a full moon, it took three years for that to happen for me. I'm like, great. You want to you you stand up and applaud that you had toxicity inside of a company and be like, Scott, I want to prove you wrong. It doesn't happen that fast. I, I've seen and I know of companies and teams that have been destroyed by key personnel that's been brought in within three to six months, sometimes even faster, sometimes faster. So think about that. When you think about the problems that your company faces on the inside and on the outside, you could be losing clients. You could be losing revenue. You could be losing big and not even known it. So you got to go back in and examine your company. There you go. Ask bestest underwear conversation for this episode of the How to Sell Show. Why your sales team is failing, you got to know. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.